Blog Talk Radio. Let's get to the heart of the matter with holistic physician, Dr. Darren Weissman. Infinite love and gratitude in this moment is my attitude. Giving thanks for all I'm coming through. Freeing my faith and fortitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Move me with great magnitude. Yeah, present peace is what I choose. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude, everybody. It is a great day to be alive. I'm Dr. D, and thank you so much for taking the time to tune into today's Heart of the Matter show here on Blog Talk, Blog Talk Radio. This is a show that's here to make you shine. So our topic today is sacred words have healing powers, because words can be like a two-edged sword. They can destroy, and words can empower. In the words that you think, the words that you speak, they've got, they've got a powerful life force for creation. And the question that I've got is, what if you could see the energy behind the words that you're expressing? And even more, how they command and how they're responded to, how they manifest in your reality. Would you use your words differently? Today we're going to dive into the heart of the matter of using sacred words as a method for influencing the self-healing nature of the cells of our internal world and using sacred words to influence the thriving nature of each and every one of our relationships for creating world peace through inner peace. So for those of you that are new to the heart of the matter, welcome to love and gratitude. Usually this show is at 11 o'clock on Thursdays, but I just got back really an hour ago from Phoenix. I woke up at 5 this morning after just having the most incredible time at the 20th anniversary of the Celebrate Your Life conference. It was flipping phenomenal. It was so incredible. And we were having some challenges with our Internet here at the Lifeline Center, so I decided to listen to the universe and postpone the show till today. And so I'm so excited. And if you're a new listener, um, this is a, it's a, a life-affirming. My intention is to make this an interactive show where we focus all about seeing the truth of why our body speaks to us with symptoms, why we're stressed, stuck, and struggling, why our body expresses itself with disease. You know, I'm going to say what they're not, and then I'm going to say what they are. Symptom stress and disease are not something that's wrong with you. This show isn't about fixing you, making you better, making something go away, clearing anything from some toxic energy field or body. You're beautiful. You're perfect. You're an expression of the divine. Every symptom stress and disease is a meaningful code. It's conversation. And it stems from your subconscious mind. Every symptom, stress, and disease is expressing itself saying, I now have a conscious ability 
to own my power, bring out my very best in a way that I've never had before. I now have the ability to create a life that I love to live. Each week on The Heart of the Matter, I like to take topics that each and every one of us can relate to and then dive into the role that the subconscious mind plays in the healing of our body or why our body is not healing, how the subconscious mind directly influences and impacts us in the way we think, the reactive thoughts, the reactive feelings, the behavior that we hate about ourselves and other people. could be addiction, could be attention deficit, limiting behaviors, obsessive-compulsive, might be struggling with autoimmune disease, allergies, digestive challenges. You might have been everywhere and people just don't know what's wrong. The heart of the matter is all about getting to that heart of the matter. That there are memories buried in our subconscious. And when they get triggered, we become reactive. We become reactive in each and every way. Our body, our relationships, what we attract. And not only here on The Heart of the Matter do I dive into these topics so that you can see life as a portal rather than a problem, as a feedback rather than a fight or a failure. But each week I also write about these topics in the Lifeline Center's newsletter called The Lifeline Impact. And then what I do is I follow it up with a group online healing circle called the Road to Inner Peace Healing Circle, where we create the vision of world peace through inner peace. I lead an hour-long lifeline session where, based upon the topic, and today's topic, sacred words have healing powers, we raise the consciousness of the subconscious pattern that influences us. And the amazing thing about the subconscious mind, what I've come to really appreciate and value is it interconnects everything and everyone everywhere all the time. All subconscious minds are interconnected. So on the Road to Inner Peace Healing Circle, we raise the consciousness with the vision of World Peace to Inner Peace. So if um, you want to be a part of this vision and you want to, rather than just settle for, oh, I'm an allergic kind of person, oh, this is just... I've got bad genes and DNA. I just picked the wrong end of the stick. That you know that there's something more to the struggling and the stuckness and the suffering that you go through. That if you want to really participate and take a deep dive, go to my website. It's drdarrenweissman.com. And um, you can sign up for our newsletter and uh, just be in tune with what it is that we're doing. Um, those of you that know about the Lifeline and have experienced Lifeline sessions, you know what I'm talking about. But those of you that uh, would like to learn more, you can learn more on the website. Uh, or else you can contact me because my passion and my mission is to help as many people as I possibly can that are open and, and, and want an answer to something that um, they really feel stuck and struggling with. If you've got questions and you'd like to experience the Lifeline technique right now, you can call into the show. The number is 516-531-9623. I'm first going to set the stage for today, and then 
I'll take your calls. And once again, the number to dial into the show is 516-531-9623. So let's do it. Let's jump right on in and get to the heart of the matter of sacred words have healing powers. You know, if you've heard this, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I tell you, that is the farthest thing from the truth. Words do have the power to hurt us. And um, they're a powerful force. And they have powerful effects. And the power of negative words, negative thinking, negative behavior cannot be underestimated. So important. We all know you know, how horrid or, or degrading it feels to be called, whether it be an insulting name or to be told that we're stupid, to be told that we're deficient or missing something in some way. It's, it's well known in psychology today that descriptive statements, you know, such as you're lazy, you can't be trusted, You'll never be as smart as your sister, your brother, you're a failure. I'm going to kill you. You're killing me. You're a nail to my coffin. You know, in my house, I consistently heard, if, I, if you had a brain, you'd be dangerous. Or they'd say, Darren, you ass. <laughs> in love of gratitude. These kinds of statements can make a deep and, and often lifelong impression with a person's life. And sometimes, just one sentence, one derogatory statement from a parent or a partner, a close friend, a doctor, remains stuck in this loop, this holding pattern in our brain for an entire life. And it becomes a toxic seed and it grows into a belief that, um, you know, all of a sudden, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be smart enough. I'm never going to be beautiful enough. So it's, it's so much harder to remove these seeds than to not plant them in the first place. But uh, they're planted already. Infinite love and gratitude, they're in there. They're in the construct of each and every one of our minds on one level or another. And such words, you know, they might not leave an actual bruise, but they certainly leave marks, scars in our psyche. And they, they help us to form the picture we hold about ourselves. You know, if, if you repeatedly, if you're repeatedly hearing messages that you're stupid or you're worthless or you're ugly or you're idiotic, the subconscious mind has no choice. It doesn't choose. It just reacts. It believes it. Believes it, especially at certain times in our developmental stage. And it's interesting, that developmental stage is conception of seven, the cement's wet. And it's the most stressful time in a human being's life, being a parent. Holy cannoli. You know, and all of a sudden we're holding images of ourselves based upon these words of being worthless or ugly or idiotic and you begin to see yourself only in negative ways all because 
words someone used or is even using right now to describe you, almost on a daily basis. I hear in my practice here in Northbrook, the Lifeline Center, how negative statements, harsh words spoken in childhood, haunt, haunt people and are ingrained in their souls. So powerful. People coming in, struggling with cancer, inflammatory bowel disease, autoimmune, traumas, PTSD, addiction, is a message loop of negative thinking, negative words that literally become bruised, really, affect our platelets and how we clot. I mean, it's so powerful. The same can be said for the words we use to describe ourselves. You know, do you, just take a moment and think about this. Do you ever berate yourself for, for the mistakes you make? Do you, ever, do you ever call yourself stupid or useless? I'm going to raise my hand. Done it, right? Are you your own worst critic where you never give yourself a break? You know, you're not alone. This is something that is it's viral. And it's important to be aware of the pervasive effects of negative words that you're using against yourself. Every time that you call yourself something that's derogatory, every time that you call yourself something that's negative, you're using negative terms such as, nothing good happens to me, or I'm never going to be a success. You're helping to strengthen those limiting beliefs about yourself. And in the process, you're doing yourself a huge disservice, especially when you don't get it. Even when you do, and then you're not doing something about it to create a shift because you can. You know, you might, you might tolerate rude or sarcastic comments said to you by others, but you might not be so determined about the way you speak to yourself day in, day out. So it's like you might say, hey, don't talk to me this way to someone else. But how about for yourself when those negative thoughts, those negative words, those quiet moments in the day? Because we're constantly giving ourselves messages. And it's more vital than ever to ensure that the words that you hear in your own mind and in your own heart and in your own life are self-loving and life-affirming and positive and uplifting and inspiring. So I want to take a look at the relationship between your beliefs and your words. You know, what are the relationship between our beliefs and our words? Every one of the words that we use, outward and inward, we've got a belief about. People have positive and negative connotations associated with words that are layered into so many thoughts and so many feelings. And you can pick any word, I'm telling you. And, and right now, just let's play with it. You know, it's like you can't even think of a word without having some kind of association. So let's just think about just the concept of hope. You know, what does hope mean to you? What does sadness mean to you? 
What does the word cure mean to you? Or how about the word health or healing? Here's a big one. How about the word death? What does death mean to you? What beliefs do you attach to death? How about the word family? The word friends? How about the word community? You know, if you only just take one word and you just focus on your beliefs for that word alone, you'll notice that certain thoughts form feelings to rise in your body. Your muscles either open and loosen or tighten and constrict. Where do these thoughts and feelings, where do these beliefs come from? That's a whole other story, huh? The subconscious, my friend. And either you like or you don't like how you're relating to words in your life. But I find that people don't even realize and recognize the intimate, intricate relationship and association with every word that we use. It's amazing. You know, what what would you rather prefer to think and feel when it comes to the words that you're using? Because the impact of the beliefs that you have based upon the words that you're using is epic. It is epic. It is that dual-edged sword. I want to do an exercise. When I bring up the word cancer, I want you to notice that your mind immediately goes somewhere. That you immediately begin to think about certain people and situations. And where does cancer take you? Notice and be observant how immediately your body goes into a reactive state of feeling that just the word cancer. I might be talking about the astrological sign, right? My son's a cancer, right? That's his sign. But notice how the word takes you. And this word out of all words in our culture today, I'd say the most powerful impact. I I would say cancer and terrorism are one and the same. And I have a question. Do you like how you're relating to the word cancer? Do you like the thoughts that show up? Do you like how it feels in your body where it takes you? Would you choose to think this way or feel this way? Hell no. And the key is to begin to create a shift in every word, no matter what it is, even the intense history that it carries with it. Because until we do, there's a pattern and a conversation that will continue to be triggered when it comes to it. And it's so prevalent in our world today that if we're being triggered by our words alone, then how might that be impacting not only those who are diagnosed 
with cancer and how they approach healing family members and friends when someone that we love is diagnosed, how we react. You know, what can you do about that? You know, to me, I go, that's my portal, not my problem. And even though it's devastating and painful and stressful because of things that we've experienced, things that we don't even know we've experienced that live in us for generations. It's so imperative that we change how we look at this one word, cancer. See, when we see words in a negative way, the word itself can become a deadly weapon. It has the power to just slowly chip away not only your dreams and ambitions, your energy and your health. It's a form of self-hypnosis where by the negative thoughts, the feelings, the words begin to program further negative, self-limiting, and destructive behavior for the future. And this effect of negative words is, is like this heavy gray cloud that settles over your whole life. And it's like, gosh, how do I shift that? Every negative word makes this cloud heavier and darker until it swamps our whole life zapping away pleasures of happiness, when in this subconscious trance, you stop appreciating the many blessings you do and have in your life. And once you're in this place where you're lacking gratitude, the negativity becomes even more ingrained and cemented into an identity, persona, personality. And, um, you know, would you ever choose that? Nobody chooses cancer in the first place. Not one person does. It's a reactive pattern. It's so important, my friends, in a heart-of-the-matter way to go, you know, and it's a very hard conversation, isn't it? The word itself, it's like how can we just have a conscious conversation about something that is so intrinsically and intimately painful for so many people, but as much as it is, it just, it's, it's, it's imperative. It's time to change this pattern because you, deserve to live your life in a positive and awesome way. It's time to become your best friend rather than an enemy and support yourself with positive, high-vibe words, thoughts, feelings, behaviors, because if you don't, then no one else can do it for you. And you are way too important to let your life be wasted due to the use of negative self-limiting words that you've got limiting beliefs on themselves that are perpetuating this core limiting belief. And I want to help you to connect the dots between how you think, how you talk, and what's unfolding in your life so that if right now, today, you're feeling stuck, you're struggling and you're stressed and you want to create a change and you think like, man, I've done things, but still... I struggle and I suffer and I'm, I have high blood pressure and my blood sugar is all messed up. I've got pain and my body is carrying excess weight and still I get triggered in this way. It's so important. And words themselves can be such a powerful tool, powerful medicine. I, I'm so constantly reminded this in my practice when I, I'm listening to the clients that I serve 
in listening to the phrases and the words and the sentence structures, I'm able to observe how not only they orchestrate uh, the play called Life, but I can hear in words the patterns that exist in the liver, in the gallbladder, in the muscles, in the joints. I can hear how words and sentences, how they're phrased, where they're going rather than what they want to get rid of, affect the health and strength of our bones and our blood and our immunity, our heart and soul. Everything, everything is interconnected. And the words that we use are sacred, outward expression of an inner orchestration that the subconscious mind is conducting. You know, and if you want to start to experience a whole new shift, it's time to transform how you speak towards yourself, towards others, how others speak towards you. Like, how about, like, how about this? When you're in a fight, when there's conflict, you know, how do you show up? Or, you know, and when we're in it, we're in it. When something triggers us for multiple reasons, someone we just don't jive with for whatever reason, and even to boot, maybe we didn't get enough sleep or aren't hydrated or our blood sugar is out of whack, it even makes us more vulnerable when we're in conflict. In, in research for the show, I found is showing us that arguments with others and ourselves affect our heart health and even influence our cancer risk. So what do you do? What do you do when you're in the face of a verbal fire? When someone starts to blow up all over you? It was amazing. I was actually on uh, Thursday getting ready to... uh, I was heading home from the Lifeline Center, and I was going to pick up my mom and dad, Sarit and I, my wife and I. We're going to pick up my mom and dad and um, head to the airport and go to Phoenix. And I was merging into this lane, and I merged in front of this car, and I noticed that this car started creeping up behind me, and he was just riding my bumper, right on top of me. This older guy, say he's in his 70s. And I put on my blinker because he's right on top of me, and I wanted to give him some space to back off when I'm taking a, uh, a turn onto my street. And I see him flip me the bird out his window as I'm turning. And I open up my window, and I hold my hand, you know, not in the bird, but in the I love you posture, and I said, infinite love and gratitude. <laughs> and I actually started cracking up, cracking up, because it's just like, wow, just subtleness. This is in the suburbs of Illinois. Oh, you go to the Middle East, you go to other areas in the world, and it's just, man, it's um, it's really volatile. So if you bring it home and you think about how you know relationships are are destroyed, marriages have been destroyed when you know here's this fit of anger and you know people just start spewing out hurtful accusations to one another that you know. 
People don't forget. You, know, you can't get back the damaging effects of, of hurtful words. You say it, you say it. You know, and so it's like no doubt looks could kill, but the ability to lash out verbally has, you know, often a strong enough energy to tear into the depths of our souls. You know, verbal attacks have the potential to inflict wounds that um, often result in a lifetime of pain and suffering, and it becomes the negative hamster wheel of thoughts and beliefs that we hold about ourselves. And there was this researcher from Pennsylvania State University who found that there are these physiological markers showing that words have significant impact on a person's health. Significant impact. And, and scientists have known for at least a decade that stress can cause rise in, in these proteins that are directly linked to cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, arthritis, and some cancers. And there were these psychologists, and this one psychologist, Jennifer Graham, was reporting um, that when you can choose words, reflect just thoughtfulness, being rational, being caring, it directly reduces the proteins um, that are inflammatory or immune-decreasing in nature. They're called cytokines. Um, and, and the details in interleukin-6 or tumor necrosis factor. Um, these things are directly reduced when you choose words in a thoughtful, rational, caring way. So when that guy gave me the bird, oh man, in my past, I would have been doing it back. You know, the reactive Darren would have been doing it back. But I saw... I was just a little boy in a man's body that's been around the sun a good 70-plus times and uh, was being triggered. You know, this research is just showing that certain words that uh, we use affect us in such direct ways and influence our blood test. And, and by using certain research to evaluate blood tests shows people whose words that reflect being thoughtful limited the rise of damaging proteins. It's as simple as that. There's just added health protection for people who learn how to choose the right words. I mean, what a cool thing. So not only are you influencing your health, but... You're probably saving a relationship at the same time. It's so important to carefully, consciously awaken, you know, so that in an argument, during an argument, you know, that could have massive lasting effect, that you can navigate and you can keep your cool. And rather than using inflammatory language, you can go through a bit of processing. You can go, hell no. The universe is testing me. It's saying, Darren, 
I want you to shine and bring your thoughts through some processing. Can you see the big picture in this moment? What if I gave somebody the bird dog back and that person had a gun? People do that crazy stuff these days all the time. you got to wake up. And if you find yourself that you're a hothead and you're speaking words that are hurtful to others, let alone you, that's a portal. And you can change that. You can change that. It's actually really simple to. You know, those of you that would like to create a shift where you've had damaging impacts on relationships, and maybe the relationship is over, but rather than repeating the pattern, if you'd like to create a shift with it, call into the show and, uh, and create a shift for yourself so that you can live a life where your relationships have the opportunity for you to dialogue so that when you look in the mirror, you can go, hey, good looking. How you doing, sexy? You look beautiful today. Raise your consciousness. You can do this. You can. I'm living proof of it. I am. I tell you. I'm loving gratitude. You know, you know and I'm, I'm a healthcare provider. And I'm a holistic healthcare provider. So rather, I don't, I'll tell you what I don't, I'll tell you what I do. I don't provide diagnosis as far as um, somebody being told they have a particular disease such as cancer or autoimmune disease or whatever it might be. And people in that position, where in the medical world, where they are looking for a disease, diagnosing, how about those words? How do they impact us? And one of the most powerful, so powerful healing tools we have are our words as physicians. And there's so much research in this area and in in the medical health field oftentimes is is blind and deaf to how powerful they are and the words that they use. Here at all these major universities, we are a mind-body university and still people coming in every day being told, you've got three months to live. And the impact of that on someone's mind you know, positive res- words that we use result in positive effects. Negative words result in negative effects. How words are used can encourage health or advanced illness. There's literally over 700 papers, 700 papers in medical literature emphasizing that the words we choose have direct effects on a patient's health. And positive words give hope, promote the healing process, and negative words extinguish hope, and create massive, massive despair. And what makes words so powerful, you know, that they impact us so intensely, what is it that they can actually produce cytokines, inflammatory markers, limit immunity where the immune system can't recognize cancers? And the body and mind aren't separate. You know, and the research is finding in it's called psychoneuroimmunology, that the thoughts, the feelings, the words directly show up 
our body is an emotional body, and they, it is, it's inseparable. And every word has an emotional tag to it. And because thoughts themselves are electrochemical events, they're capable of initiating physical effects, direct physical effects. And this response is not only real, but dang, it's so powerful. It's amazing because the words used can play a part in miracle cures, control of pain, of symptoms, spontaneous remissions from disease, just like the effect we get from drugs. But like I said, a doctor announces you've got three months to live, and life suddenly comes to a grinding halt. Words can become the substance of your beliefs, which in turn significantly impact your biology and, 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 and your will to live. However, I so encourage you, I so encourage you to challenge those words. I so encourage you to challenge them because when you do, your body at least has a fighting chance to beat the odds or even create new odds. And there are other ways when Western medicine runs out with ways to help you, then it's so important to go into the spiritual realm. Acknowledge your spiritual consciousness that you are a spiritual being. You are having a human being experience. Your spirit is an energy that was here Before you were born, it will be here after we die. Having a spiritual look and appreciation and value towards everything is my way of living my life, no matter what. But that's not true for everyone. So if you're in a situation where you've been told, well, now this healthcare system that you've put your faith in has nothing else to offer, be open to raising your consciousness and looking at the problem as the portal. Recognize that at the core of every symptom, stress, and disease, from subtle to extreme, are memories. Memories that are emotionally charged. Memories that have not been processed that when are triggered cause us to think and feel, speak and behave as if that memory were going on for the first time. It's called the limbic reptilian loop. And the limbic brain stores short-term memory. And every night when we go to sleep and we go into the deep states of what's called rapid eye movement, REM sleep, those short-term memories of your day are downloaded into long-term memories. And the purpose of this is so that you can heal. When you sleep, when you rest is when you restore. When you sleep, when you rest is when you learn. This is regeneration is dependent upon sleep. And so signals throughout the brain are activated as the eyes are going through this rapid eye movement process. There's an evolution where we 
start to integrate other short-term memories into long-term memories, and as a result, we grow and we evolve. We become something more each and every day when we go to bed. But what if you're not getting good sleep? What if as you're going to bed, the words that you're expressing to yourself are, I freaking hate my life. I feel like such a loser. Absolutely sucks. What do you do? As this is now, we know, directly influencing us, and now I'm not going into deep states of sleep. I can't fall asleep. I can't stay asleep. Now short-term doesn't become long-term. And then we wake up, and we're tired. We're fatigued. And in that fatigue and that tiredness, we become short. With ourselves, with our partners, with our kids, with our parents, with each other, on the road. This is a looping pattern in our world. So many people depended upon medications to help them fall asleep. And when you're using medication to sleep, you're not getting into the deep states of REM. The imperative, necessary states of REM where emotional and physical processing is going on. So you might think you're actually getting sleep, but you're not. And here I am, and I'm suffering with fibromyalgia. Here I am, and I've got Lyme disease. Here I am, and for whatever reason, I get these headaches again and again and again. What are the words that you're using? There is a universal healing frequency. I call it infinite love and gratitude. These words are a lifeline, a literal lifesaver. And when you use these words, they work, literally creating a process interrupt in the hamster wheel from hell, negative thinking patterns that go on in our minds all freaking day long. In going, infinite love and gratitude, infinite love and gratitude, holding your hand in the I love you posture in American Sign Language, holding it over your heart, and giving yourself the space to feel whatever you're feeling, whether it be sad for all the emotions that you hold on to, all the fears that limit you, all the regrets of things that you didn't do because you were afraid of what other people would think or believe. It's time to make a change. You can do it. I know it appears overwhelming. Like, where do I start? Right here. Right now. In this moment. If you don't know what to do, and you're scared, and you're stuck, and you're struggling... Invest everything you have in your life, in creating your life. Start where you're at. Invest your time and energy in understanding who you are as a spiritual being, as a consciousness. This in of itself is the most valuable thing. When you start to understand that the thoughts that you think, the feelings that you feel, the words that you express, the beliefs that you have, is not who you are. 
You create these thoughts. You create these feelings. You create these words. You are a consciousness. Now, you might not be creating them consciously. You might be creating them subconsciously. And the subconscious mind never chooses, judge. It's reactive in nature, and when it gets triggered, the programs and the memories of your life and lifetimes are brought to the surface. And they just start rapid firing. And they keep you in this birdcage of a life. Infinite love and gratitude. First thing that you say is go, hey, would I choose to create a life where I was imprisoned by my own mind? I was imprisoned by my own body. I was imprisoned by my own words. Would you choose that? Hell no. Not a chance. Cool. That's the portal, not the problem. What isn't a choice, what isn't an action, is a reaction. And the reactive parts of ourselves are subconscious. They don't choose, they don't judge. But when they're triggered, they're very powerful. They're very powerful. Their influence is so powerful that in the psychoneuroimmunology of things, the psychological state of the thoughts that are created affect your nervous system and cause you to go into what's called a fright, fight, or flight. A fancy way of saying that is a hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis of survival. Survival is flipping awesome. To be able to adapt and be resilient in different times and have that part of your nervous system function in that way is the coolest thing. But you can't run on survival all the time. It's good for a 50-yard dash. It's not good for the marathon. You cannot run full bore your entire life. And the stress patterns that are living in our world today are causing people to run full bore in every way and as a result you wonder why the statistics of degenerative disease cardiovascular disease cancer osteoporosis obesity are so astronomical in this place of fright fight or flight in this place of survival it's important to have that moment where you go i wouldn't choose this oh good that subconscious, now what can I do? What can I do when I found myself, when I finally wake up, however long it takes for you to wake up? Whenever you wake up, it's the perfect time. I got it to let you know it's perfect. If you're waking up right now, if this is a moment that you're waking up, I want you to feel a warm hug, in for love and gratitude. And we've been, we've been expecting you. You're so bright. You're so beautiful. Inside of your heart, there's a menu of infinite possibilities. You can choose anything. The bird cages spread your wings. You can fly. You are as bright as the sun. Shine. Everything that exists is possible. Only if you go for it. Only if you believe it. And the core limiting beliefs that have been programmed in your mind, that you've been believing, 
Inside them is the infinite potential. And it's time now to set an intention and to use your words intentionally to focus on your heart's desire and listen and feel it. And in this moment of awakening, what does your heart desire to feel? What does your heart desire to feel? (laughs) Close your eyes. It's in you. It is you. Pure love. Go ahead and say it. Love. Ah, my heart desires to feel love. The most powerful healing energy in the infinite universe. The most powerful healing energy infinite universe is self-love. That's not fluff. That's the truth. This is the truth. Own it. Set your intention with sacred healing words right now. Say it with me. I am self-love. I am self-love. I am self-love. Infinite love and gratitude. I encourage you to write that down on a piece of paper. I am self-love, all in capitals. Beautiful colors. Because that's really what it's all about. And here's the thing. Our brains and our bodies are not designed to know the difference between memory, reality, or imagination. And there's been memories that have been affecting your reality and limiting your imagination and causing you to have these negative, self-limiting ways of talking, attracting people that talk to you in a self-limiting, negative way. And if you want to create a change with it, the first thing that's imperative to do is to use your imagination. And in this moment right now, my friends, are you open? Are you ready? Are you willing to use your imagination to see yourself living a life of I am self-love? It's your nature to think thoughts of I am self-love, to have a clear vision of yourself in the present moment that you can see in the future, yourself living your life in an I am self-love way that you can look back at your past and everything that you endured and experienced in an I am self-love way that your heart beats openly and freely and fully in an I am self-love way, that your body is healing, regenerating, and whole because self-love is who you are, that people... In circumstances, opportunities that you attract match the frequency of I am self-love and you are living a life that is fulfilling and thriving and that people, when they're around you, they smile. They, they feel light and carefree. And when you turn off on a street, they wave to you, say, oh, it's cool following you, Right? <laughs> How does it feel to imagine yourself living your life 
being the I am self-love version of you, how does that feel? Where do you feel that feeling in your body right now? How do you describe that feeling as you're imagining yourself being the I am self-love version of you? you feel an opening in your chest? Do you feel a, a fuller breath? Do you feel your shoulders relax? Do you feel a deeper clarity in your mind? See, that feeling is medicine. That feeling is your immune system being jacked up in an awesome way. That is a natural muscle relaxer. That's a natural anti-anxiety. That is nature working through you. That's you being plugged into the truth of who you are. That feeling is a healing. It's the real medicine. That's an aspect of the lifeline technique. It's actually the second sequence in the lifeline. It's all about setting an intention, and it's all about appreciating and acknowledging where you are physically, where you are emotionally in your life. It's about being able to ask yourself that question, would I choose to be here right now? Would I choose to feel this way? Hell no, I wouldn't choose anything other than me living a great life. So when I'm triggered into negativity, and everyone is, I choose to shine, I choose to be in my power. And then we set our intention and we follow rules. Because there is, I've come to know, there is a way to live your life in the greatest way. There is a way to live your life where you can consistently shine. If you want it, envelope and gratitude, I'm so humbled. I figured out how to help you. I did. I figured out how to help you. And, uh, and you can learn to do it yourself. It's really cool. This weekend I did, oh man, I think close to 60 sessions with people, individual and did group sessions. I gave a talk in front of thousands of people. It was incredible. And we are at the precipice of an incredible change in our world today. People are acknowledging that it's time that we come together with peace. Where we acknowledge each other and honor our differences and celebrate our traditions. Teach each other. Learn from each other. There's a smaller group of people that want to destroy be one of those bright lights in the darkness of our world and choose to shine. Don't just listen to these things. Take action. It's really cool. I'm doing a, um, a launch on January 4th. It's called the Lifeline Ignite E-Learning. And the Lifeline Ignite E-Learning is a simple set of steps that will teach you how to use sacred words to create positive, life-affirming, real changes for the health of your body, the relationships of your life, you being your best in the world. Those of you, because it's not available yet, that are interested, send me an email. Here's my personal email. Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, Darren at the lifelinecenter.com 
T-H-E-L-I-F-E-L-I-N-E-C-E-N-T-E-R.com. Darren at the Lifeline Center.com. Put in it, put in the header, Lifeline Ignite, and um, I will give you a very special opportunity to be a part of the pre-enrollment when this comes out January 4th. So appreciate you, so honored to share this time with you. And um, in the words of Rudyard Kipling, words are, of course, the most powerful drug used by mankind. I'm Dr. Darren. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Heart of the Matter show. Now go out and have a day filled with infinite love and gratitude. Go do it. Yeah.